You made it to the Hidden Gems podcast, the podcast that highlights the journeys of small business owners, entrepreneurs, and creatives through conversation, interviews, and storytelling. Tune in every Monday for a new episode where I drop major gems, or at least my guests drop major gems. All right, welcome back. So this week I was going to switch the swag up on y'all, and I am doing this episode by myself. Um, so what I've done is I've written out about 10 or 11 questions that I've asked my guests that have come on the show or questions that people have asked me or even questions that I've asked myself <laughs> from time to time. So what I'm going to do is for my friends who are watching on YouTube, I've got this handy dandy bag right here, this little Ziploc. And I've got questions inside. I'm going to randomly pull, read the question, and give y'all an answer. Because it is weird as fuck to do podcast episodes by yourself. All right. (laughs) So, the first question is, which social platform is the most effective for your business? Um, I think that I would have to say, I would have to say Instagram. And that is because that is where I see the most growth. Like, I don't see, I mean, I have Instagram, I have Twitter, I have um, Facebook, and I have a TikTok. But I don't really see a whole lot of growth necessarily on TikTok, even though I have a lot of followers on TikTok and a lot of likes. But I feel like Anybody on TikTok can have a lot of followers and a lot of likes because there's it's just so like TikTok is a wild place for me. But um, for Instagram, I I don't have a whole lot of followers now. I have like a little over 500 followers, I think, on Instagram. But the majority of my followers are active on there. Like they're liking my stuff. They're commenting. They're hitting a little share thing. They're putting it in their stories. Um, and like over the last maybe month, yeah, like a month or two, I went from like 300 followers to like almost to over 500 followers. So like my Instagram page do be popping (laughs) and my Twitter page, um, I don't have a whole lot of followers on there, but I have significant followers on there. Like I have a couple people who are like verified who follow me on there, which is strange because, even though they're verified, I've never heard of them. But I go and I Google them and I'm like, oh, okay, this is what this person does. <laughs> so I definitely would have to say my Instagram is the best platform, the best social platform necessarily for my business. Facebook, I don't feel like I'm going to be able to effectively market anything on Facebook unless I'm paying for ads or something. But like I will post on Facebook when I drop a new episode, but I mainly post to Instagram, like all of my things that are going on throughout the week or little like messages that I have to say (laughs) on my reels. But Facebook, I just can't see the growth happening there. Like, I don't know. And maybe I'm doing it wrong. If I am doing it wrong, you know how to do it right. Hit me up. Let me know. But I just don't see it happening on Facebook. Facebook is like a family place. Like (laughs) I'm here to post stuff about my kids. 
and stuff like that on Instagram. I can post about my kids, but like on Instagram, it's also kind of tricky because like I'm still kind of, I feel like finding my target audience for the podcast. I think though, I've kind of zeroed in on it in my head. I just have to make those posts reflect that so that my audience can feel like I'm speaking to them directly and not just posting random shit. So that's what I'm doing on Instagram. But yeah, Instagram is definitely the most effective like social media platform for my business, especially because like I can post sound clips on there. I can post reels on there. I can post regular photos on Instagram. I can post whatever, you know, sound clips. I can post anything on Instagram. Instagram is it. Okay. Next question. I'm shaking this bag up. All right. This question is, do you have a sounding board? Yes, I have a sounding board. So um, a sounding board is like um, a person or maybe a group of people that you can kind of bounce ideas off of or that will like encourage you when you need encouragement or just kind of help you along your way. As a small business owner, you absolutely, absolutely need a sounding board. I um. My sounding board, and I mentioned this in my episode um, with Ecclesia, my sounding board is definitely my brother, my cousin, and my college roommate, who is my friend also. She's like one of my best friends. <laughs> and um, those are my people. Like, And my mom is like the last person. So my mom is the person I go to after I have talked to all the other people on my sounding board, and I've got a little bit more like of a solid idea. Like I can't go to Pat with not without a solid idea it has to be solid (laughs) I have to be confident in it because it can't be presented to her with no confidence I can't present any idea to her with little dick energy you know what I'm saying gotta have big dick energy when I'm coming to her with the information so (laughs) definitely my sounding board is my cousin my brother and my college roommate um they actually the three of them all together, but separately helped me come up with my new name for my podcast. It was a lot of conversation, three different texts because I don't have them all in like a group. Um, but yeah, they helped me come up with some things and even just sometimes to talk about small business woes with them. Like my brother, I mentioned on my last episode, how my brother is getting into photography and how he doesn't want to work with people and I totally understand that do your thing um and we just had a great conversation about that and I was just telling him about a lot of the things that I deal with with working with people with photography which is why I'm taking a break and I announced that on my Twitter I haven't announced it on my Facebook yet or my Instagram yet but I know my Facebook I'm probably gonna get a lot of backlash (laughs) from family and friends on there um, about me taking a break from photography but I just really feel like it's necessary because at this point I don't have that same love for it that I used to have and I'm not really feeling like creatively connected to it like I did at one point so I feel like right now is the best time for me to kind of step back and decide if this is a space that I still really want to be in or if there's another route like within photography that I need to be taking Um, I don't Right now at this moment, dealing with people is just not my thing. I 
I can't. I'm polite. I'm always kind. I often let people get away with stupid shit that other photographers, other photographers wouldn't. And I feel like, you know, it's just at a point where people are taking advantage or people are like asking too much and like texting me too much about like things that they want done. I get it. You pay for a service, but I don't charge that much. And I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> like I've had other photographers tell me I need to go up on my price because I'm not charging enough. And I just don't really feel like I really want to do that. And I love doing portraiture. I would honestly probably do that for free. But at this point in time, I'm not doing it at all. I'm tired. Y'all have worn me out. Next question. Okay. This question is, what are some inspiring words you'd give to a new entrepreneur? Uh... <laughs> um some inspiring words that I would give to a new entrepreneur. I would tell that person to keep your head up. Um <laughs> even though it's going to get tough sometimes, it's going to be worth it in the end. All of these are very cliché things for me to say. And, um, one of my favorite things to say is don't let the haters and the naysayers bring you down. So for real, don't, if you are confident in your business, yes, there are going to be times that are hard. Yes, there are going to be times where it sucks and you're not making a whole lot of money, but if this is really what you want to do, then you'll do it and it won't be an issue. You'll do it. You'll excel at it, but give it time though. I have a tattoo on my shoulder that says life takes time. And that is a fact. Like life takes time. Business takes time. Growing into yourself, learning to love yourself. All of that takes time. And just be patient with yourself. Be forgiving with yourself. Be forgiving with your consumer. Just understand that people are people. And people will do people shit. Next question. I'm getting through these questions. I'm on the third one already. Well, this is the fourth one. This one is, are you on Clubhouse? Yes, I am on Clubhouse for everybody who keeps asking me that. Um, <laughs> I'm on Clubhouse, but I do not really listen that often in the rooms and it's mainly because like I'm working this flexible schedule with my job so three days out of the week I am in the office but the other days of the week I am at home and when I am at home I am on you know Microsoft Teams or a phone call or something and I don't always feel like getting on clubhouse and having to hear things the same type of way I'm already hearing them like not necessarily burnout but just like overload so yes I'm on clubhouse you can find me I think my name is hidden gems on there or something like that um if you want to invite me to a room invite me to a room I'll probably join I might tune in for a little bit but then leave quietly for everybody who on clubhouse you know what that means <laughs> Because I get on some rooms for like two minutes max and I'm leaving quietly after that. So um, 
it's just it's just a lot. It's just overload. And then like even when I am in the office, the days when I'm in the office, we still I'm still on Adobe Connect or WebEx or something like that. Like I'm still doing a lot of virtual learning myself. And I mean, I'm on Clubhouse. If you want to find me on Clubhouse, I'm there. I'm on there. I haven't hosted any rooms yet because, like I just said, I'd just be feeling overwhelmed. And, like, at the end of the day, I just really be wanting to go lay down. I listen to a lot of audiobooks and I listen to a lot of other podcasts. And that's what I want to do in my free time. And so I just have not gotten on Clubhouse yet. I did get on one room on Clubhouse, though, like, where um somebody was talking about taxes and stuff like that but a lot of that stuff that they talk about there if you follow the right people on tiktok you can learn the same shit in like a minute instead of having to hear everybody speak their piece and i want y'all to know that because learn on tiktok is a real thing okay next question have you ever considered giving up and why absolutely (laughs) absolutely why wouldn't I consider giving up at some point like this shit ain't gravy like this shit ain't all shits and giggles and bubbles and butterflies like making waist beads is fun I really enjoy making them I really enjoy going to the um, festivals and fairs in the summer before COVID and I really enjoy it I like I enjoy photography but at this point, I just don't want to shoot anybody. I don't want to do anything like that. But, like, I want to get back to the point with photography where I'm, like, I want to pick my camera up and I want to go just take, just shoot around because I want to shoot around. Um, But, anyways, I mean, I enjoy it. I enjoy the podcast because I like talking. I've always been a talker. I used to get in trouble for talking in the class when I shouldn't be talking all my life, all elementary, middle, high I think I even got put out of a class in college. I did. Me and my other roommate got put out of a class in college because we couldn't stop talking and making jokes. Yep. See, talking is my thing. I like to do it. Um, But yeah, absolutely. With the waist beads, like this year, actually. Well, 20, not this year because it's 2021. But in 2020, at the end, kind of, um, I think it was like October. I was talking to my cousin, which is a member of my sounding board, and I was telling him I'm thinking about dissolving this business because I don't make any money in from October to like March. Like, I mean, and it's not like I don't make any money, but it's not it's it doesn't match what I make in the summer at all by far, period. Um, And I was like, you know, it's just a seasonal business. So maybe I don't maybe I don't need to have it be an actual LLC. Maybe it doesn't need to be a business. Maybe it can just be a hobby of mine. But I mean, after the conversation with him and he was like, he was like, so what? He was like, farming is a seasonal business. And he was like, they're not dissolving their businesses. And I was like, well, you're right. And just after that conversation, we had a really good conversation. After that conversation, I was just like, okay, he's right. It's a seasonal business, but what am I doing in my downtime? How am I maximizing my downtime so that I'm still like promoting? I'm still in the lab coming up with new patterns, new color schemes and all of that. But just like being a mom and working a full-time job, sometimes dedicating the time to myself or to the waist beads is difficult. It is challenging. Um, 
I struggle with coming into my office space to actually sit down and create new strands because I'm usually doing something with my kids, honestly, like (laughs) trying to get them together, trying to give them baths, feed them, put them in the bed, like spend time with them. And it's hard to do that um, when I am at work or if I'm working from home, it's trash. Like, honestly, like for some people, it's great. But for me, it is trash because my whole schedule for the day is just messed up. And I am a person who operates on a schedule. Like I thrive with a schedule. But I mean, I've thought about it. Yes, I have thought about giving up. But that is the importance of having a sounding board or having People who are going to push you when you feel like giving up because honestly, like giving up is easy, but sticking with something is hard. And when you stick with it, that makes it so much better in the end. And it's always worth it. So like, yeah, I thought about giving up, but I didn't, but I didn't. (laughs) And, um, I'm happy that I didn't because if I would have given up, I would not have been been like commissioned for what I've been commissioned for right now. I would not have been in the place where I am right now um, doing what I'm doing for who I'm doing it for. And also like being able to help other people who are also trying to create waste beads or start their waste bead business. So I'm glad I didn't give up. But hell yes, I thought about that shit for real, for real. Okay. Okay, so next question. All right, here we go. Next question is, how much research did you do prior to becoming a small business owner? Okay, so... Um... (laughs) As far as research on the product, I feel like I did do quite a bit of research because I went to the lengths of taking the class um, that I took, learning about the meaning of waist beads and learning about the colors. But I feel like I'm constantly learning when it comes to waist beads um, as that business. Now, I did have a business that was photography before I started Waste Beads. And at one point I felt like I was going to be some type of artist, but that kind of just didn't work out for me. Um, I mean, I'm fairly talented at painting, but I just don't think that was gonna be the lifestyle for me. I was an art teacher at one point and that was cool. Um, I feel like I was very talented as an art teacher for sure. Um, But, uh, yeah. Photography, you could say I did a lot of research because I actually learned how to photograph when I was an undergrad and I took, um, my minor was visual arts and I really just got caught up in photography. I know how to develop film. I know how to develop prints. I know how to shoot on a film camera. Um, I know how to shoot in manual mode, which a lot of these fun photographers out here, fun fact, they don't. Um, I know how to do a whole lot of things with photography. I know how to set up lighting in a studio. I know how to do all of that. 
Um, do I exercise everything that I learned in my photography class? No, but I know how to do it. <laughs> so uh, photography, I definitely have a lot of research up on it. But at the end of the day, again, right now, it's just going to turn into a hobby of mine because I can't keep dealing with people. So anyways, waist beads. So I did like basic research. Now the financial aspect of business like keeping your books and stuff I feel like it's since it's the 20th century it's a lot it's not as difficult as it may have been before because like you have things like QuickBooks that'll keep your books for you um just like learning about like losses that you will take in business and like web hosting sites and things like that that I did not do a whole lot of research on um, but sometimes, and this is the reason why I didn't do a whole lot of research. I am the type of person that can get stunted in my research. And I will be like, I'm researching, 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 and the business never takes off. So in order to combat that, I kind of have to just like do it and do the rest later. No, that's not the best approach to this, but it is what I do or what I have done in the past. And now, um, in the future, like, I have some business ventures in my head that I'm thinking about. I am going to do a lot of research before I do those because it's a little different. It's a, There are a lot more things that can be out of my control in some of my little business ventures in my head that, um, that I would need to know about prior to doing it. But to answer the question... Yes, I did do a lot of research for photography. I did minimal research or mediocre research. We'll say mediocre research for <laughs> waste bees because I learned about the product. I didn't necessarily learn the ins and outs of business. Like, I'm really, like, learning this shit as I go. That is not an exaggeration. Okay, next question. This question... What do you love about being a small business owner? This is a two for one. I got a question on the back. Um, the second question is, do you think it's important to put a time limit on your business goals? I'll answer the first question first. What do I love about being a small business owner? I love, and I what I love mostly is that I work by myself, for myself, um, with the exception of the donations that my mom makes <laughs> with her waist beads. Um, but... I love being my own boss. Like, I love having full creative control of everything that I want to do. I love not having my growth stunted by somebody who is managing me or, you know, trying to tell me the way to do things. Like, what I do like about my 9 to 5 job is that I do, in a way, get to learn ins and outs of business. I am getting managerial experience that I would not have gotten just being me by myself in my business, but I'm getting that experience from my nine to five. Um, but yeah, I love having full creative control of everything. Even with the podcast, as much as I joke about like NPR picking me up, I would be pretty nervous about letting somebody else have control of my creative thoughts and my creative process. And, my, you know, editing and whatever else that I do, I would be a little nervous about that. Um, and because that's something that I love so much about working for myself and doing my own thing and just kind of being out here. So 
That's what I love about being a small business owner. Now, let's answer this second question. <laughs> Do you think it's important to put a time limit on your business goals? Kind of, but not really. And I'll say this because I'll say, or maybe I should say more yes and no. Yes to things like making your business an LLC, uh, doing what you need to do like tax-wise for your business so that you're paying your state taxes and federal taxes. Uh, but, and I'm the no part comes into um, just like, setting a whole lot of crazy deadlines for yourself. I don't think that you should have a whole lot of crazy deadlines for yourself, but I definitely think that deadlines are, you know, important. Um, I wouldn't, like for me, I never gave myself, I have yet to give myself a goal of like how much money I want to make in a day from my business. Just because like my shit is so up and down and it's probably because of me honestly it's probably up and down because of me and my inability to be able to commit to this shit 100% when I already have a job and I already have kids and I already have a husband like and I'm at home doing a million other things like I do this shit when I can do it and I mean I do good when I can do it <laughs> but I could always do better if I would cut out some of my probably my downtime to do more of this. But if I cut out my downtime, which is my me time, like where would that leave me? Like what kind of mental state would that leave me in? So yes and no to that question. Next question. I hope y'all can hear me shaking up this bag. My folks on YouTube, they can see it, but I hope y'all can hear it. All right, next question. What book are you reading right now? Okay, so I have just become a fan of audiobooks. I am um I'm actually in a book club and the book they're reading right now is um Children of Blood and Bone. Now I have already read that book and the sequel. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Would highly recommend Children of Blood and Bone and Children of Vengeance and Virtue, I believe that's the name of the second one. Um by Tony Adiyemi. Hopefully I said that right. That book is so good. So good. Um, highly recommend that. But I already read it. Uh, a book I'm reading right now is Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. And another book that I'm reading right now is, I'm still reading, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Uh, I got an audiobook. And if anybody who reads audiobooks, you know that like they read the whole introduction. They read the preface. They read all kinds of everything, every word of the book. So I also think I got the unabridged version of it, which is like a longer version. And then I accidentally downloaded like the, the, the 10 year or 20. I don't know when that book came out. It's like the 10 year uh, anniversary version. So like after each habit, his son, the guy, um, Kobe, his son breaks down the, 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 what, his dad was explaining and then it's kind of like I listened to it on my way to work so anyways I'm still reading that book but I'm also reading Dare to Lead by Brene Brown I'm low-key obsessed with her um <laughs> but uh this is my first the first time I've read her book but I am about to start listening to her podcast also and I, I'm um I also follow her on LinkedIn but that's besides the point 
so those are two books that I'm reading right now. I have become obsessed with Bridgerton on Netflix and I found the books on audiobook. So I'm about to start reading those also. I just love reading. I always have, always will. Um, and that's what I'm doing right now with my life. Reading tons of books and listening to tons of podcasts. Okay, next question. I only got one more, I think, one more question left after this one. All right. How often do you post on social media? So I know y'all heard my episode with Cree back in my first season about um, the name of that episode was recreating your social networks. And she was talking about how you need to post like three to five times a day. So yes, that is a fact. I also took a class called content that converts by a man named Marty Woodard. Um, a lot of you probably already follow him on Instagram, but he's like a business like brainiac. Like this dude knows everything that you should be doing. And like, he gives you all the tea. Yes, you have to pay for the class, but it is a hundred percent worth it. I pay for that shit. And I think he has a, he has a whole bunch of classes, um, that you can take online. Probably going to go back and pay for another one. Highly recommend his courses. Um, he gives you all the sauce, all the tea, how to build that shit. When I told y'all earlier in this episode that I had 300 followers like a month ago and I'm up to like over a little over 500 followers. Let me see exactly how many I started doing that. I started doing the things that he said to do in that class. And that's how I have gained like 200 followers in a month. So I would highly recommend that I post three to five things, uh, three to five posts a day. Um, I try to switch them up, like have them, you know, different, not all the same, uh, in the same Avenue, but I post three to five times a day, sometimes six, if it's a good day, but three to five times, whether that is posting a reel, posting a regular post, posting a quote, posting whatever I need to post to post three to five times a day. Because that does help. And then having like effective hashtags also helps. And engaging with people when they're commenting underneath your posts. That also helps as well. So my phone is acting real slow. And I'm trying to tell y'all how many followers I have. But. I have 579 followers. And I had like. I want to say like 335 or something like that two months ago. So yeah, I've gotten over 200 followers just by doing what he said to do. I would highly recommend taking his class. I post three to five times a day. It is a lot though. Cause I know a lot of people are like, ah, that's a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot, <laughs> but you have to do it to grow your social media following. If that's what you want to do. All right, last question. I don't have to shake the bag up. It's the last question. How do you come up with the names for your episodes? Uh, <laughs> so the names for my episodes, it's just really random. And I know I probably drive my graphic designer crazy because he always, he needs like at least, you know, a week um, before <laughs> my episode comes out for me to give him the name of the episode so that he can make the graphics for it. And for me, sometimes the name of the episode doesn't come on the day that I record the episode. <laughs> so the name usually 
comes afterwards. And I just kind of choose, like I listen to what the conversation is. And I just kind of try and choose what I want the episode to be about or what seems to be like a common theme of that episode. Um, Like some of them, I know what I'm going to name them before, but some of them I don't. Most of them I don't. It's just really like how I feel or like what the vibe is that I'm getting off of the episode. And that is how I come up with the names of the episodes Um, because that's what I do. I just randomly think of names after listening to episodes. Like during editing, that's when I come up with the names of the episodes. And sometimes even during editing, if I can't think of a name, I'll sleep on it for like a day or two. And come back to it and listen to the episode again and then decide what the name is going to be. But I try and do it. I try and come up with names that are going to be kind of specific to my guests. So that um, it kind of gives them a little more like publicity. I mean I have a pretty decent like amount of subscribers. I have like 30 subscribers. um, And... I think, you know, that if 30 subscribers doesn't sound like a lot, but if 30 people walked into a room right now to hear me talk, you'd be like, wow, that's, you know, 30. I have over a thousand listens and, um, I have over 200 downloads, but 30 people have subscribed. So (laughs) I need more subscribers. So if you're listening to this and you realize that you haven't subscribed yet, go and subscribe. It literally takes nothing. And it, it doesn't even send you like text notifications. It just like when you log into your whatever, wherever you listen to your podcast, you'll see that a new episode has posted. And that's it. It's not even going to nag you. So go subscribe. Anyways, but yeah, so that's how I come up with the names of the episodes. It's all kind of random. I'm pretty random though. Always have been. Always will be. And that's how I come up with the names. So that's the end of my 10 questions with Kendra. Or 11 questions, really, because one of them was a two-for-one. I did want to make mention to one thing before we go. Um, A lot of people asked me about my YouTube page, and I should have probably wrote this question down. But I didn't. People always ask why I give people the information for free on my YouTube page. Why do I tell people how to make waste beads on my YouTube page? Um... It's because when I started making waist beads, there was nobody who was telling me how to do things or what to do. I literally lost money, spending money on different strings, different needles, different beads, all kinds of things just to kind of find my way. And I created that page because I don't want people to have to struggle in the same way that I had to struggle. I don't think that is fair for you to have a large platform um, for waist beads or to even just like have a, a medium or a small platform like I do for waist beads and to know all of that knowledge and then to turn around and not share it or to semi share it and then tell people, you know, stuff like you can do your own research or, um, or act like you're not going to give people that information. One thing that has stuck out to me since I started that page is that people have been so receptive and so thankful that I am willing to share. One woman sent me a message and told me how 
people in Atlanta will not share their <laughs> share how they make their waist beads or share what they what materials they use. And it's just that type of crab in the barrel mentality that is just sickening and is holding a lot of people back. And this is why some women do believe that women empowerment does not exist because People will not share information with you. And it's not like sharing the information is going to stop you from doing what you're doing. It's not going to stop people from coming to you. Do you see how many hairdressers there are out here? How many how many people who own restaurants out here? They share information with each other. And you need to build up that circle of people who are doing kind of the same thing that you're doing so that y'all can all talk about these things. It's not stealing ideas. It's not taking something from you you are you and how you finesse in making your business profitable and making your waste be business pop is you are the only one who can do that you sharing information with somebody else is not going to take away from who you are and that's what a lot of these waste be artists out here need to understand so that is why on my youtube page i tell people what they can buy, what works for me. And most of them use the things that I recommend and they say that it works for them. And good, good. I never want to be in a position where I am just like, no, I'm not sharing my information with you. I'm not, I'm going to ignore that message. I'm going to ignore those comments. That's trash. That's a trash ass attitude to have. And then to be to have that mentality and to be making waist beads, which is something that's supposed to enhance femininity and sensuality and make women feel better about themselves, that is trash. That is bullshit. Like, you are not practicing what you preach, and that is bullshit. So, that's why I have my page. So, if you're listening, go check me out on YouTube. Um, I also post my episodes to YouTube now. So, go check me out. Um, I have a whole playlist, Waste Bees 101, so you can figure out what, um, you need to buy, what you don't need to buy, how things work. Like, I recently made a video about the anchor bead, and that helped a lot of people out. I got a lot of messages, a couple comments, and, um, just people were just very thankful for that. So, if you do follow me on YouTube already, leave me a comment. Uh, let me know what you're what you're working on with your waist beads. I love to see people growing and I love to see people succeeding. So leave me a comment. Uh, send me your page. I will follow you, you know, follow you back if you're following me. Um, if you're not following me and you send me your page and you don't follow me back, I ain't gonna lie. I'm probably gonna unfollow you, but... <laughs> follow me uh and I will follow you I I follow like three or four other waste beat artists and they're doing awesome things um one woman that I follow that I really like her style is waste beats by peach she is on instagram that is her instagram name waste beats by peach she does these really cool um strands with large um large beads and things like that so um shout out to her I follow body embellishments. I follow um, Midesome Touch. I follow a lot of really great waist beat artists. Definitely um, recommend that. So until next time, I am out of here. If you have any questions about waist beads, if you have any questions about small business ownership, if you just want to chat it up, <laughs> um, leave me a comment. Go leave me a review and a rating, please, on Apple Podcasts. 
I think on Spotify, you can only rate. I don't think you can leave a review on Spotify. And then Google Podcasts, I don't really know if you can leave a review or anything on there, but tell your Google to play me, okay? <laughs> and till next time, I will see you guys later on my next episode. I definitely will have a guest. But I might keep the, the questions in the bag thing for the guests, though. I think that's a good idea. All right. Bye, friends. As usual, thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to follow me on Twitter, um, you can follow me on Twitter at hiddengems underscore underscore pod. Instagram, hiddengems underscore underscore pod. And on Clubhouse, if you want to follow me on Clubhouse, you can. I, my feelings really won't be hurt if you don't. Because I'm on there. I don't get on there as much as I should. What is my Clubhouse name? Follow me on Clubhouse at Hidden Gems Pod. All one word. That's my Clubhouse name. Hidden Gems Pod. It's all one word. Um, you can also follow me on I say Instagram, Twitter, Clubhouse. You can follow me on TikTok. <laughs> my tiktok is kendra's treasures that's still the tiktok name and then of course you can follow me on youtube at kendra's treasures and i will see you all on the next episode thank you so much for being such loyal listeners and tuning in week after week giving me those listens downloads and subscriptions i really appreciate it um my next episode is going to be released in february and it will be with a couple so when this episode drops actually it'll be my birthday <laughs> so anyways my next episode is going to be released in february in february the whole month is pretty much about couples in business and working with your partner who is your partner so Stay tuned because I have some really great guests coming on, some really great couples, some really inspiring stories, and I will see you on the next episode.